Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. It's quite often pointed out all of the ways that people fear the unknown. Walking down a dark alleyway and not being able to see what's at the other end. Not knowing what a new job prospect might bring. Even just not knowing what kind of person you're dealing with when you first interact with someone. There are lots of ways that we worry and have a lot of anxiety around the things that we don't know. But we also, on the other side of it, have a lot of areas where we're dependent on the unknown. We love it, and we hold on to it, because the unknown also holds all of the things that we don't want to know. The fears that we don't want to interrogate. And a lot of the times we use this when we have certain feelings, And we don't want to kind of view the darkness inside. We know that there is something to this reaction. And a lot about what shadow work provides is that mechanism of interrogating what feelings are coming up and questioning what is bringing about your reactions and your fears and your anxiety and your happiness and all of the different emotions that that may come up. Oftentimes, we don't take the time necessary in order to truly understand them. There is a reason they say ignorance is bliss, and, you know, I'm not even sure it is. I don't think it is. It's only delaying the inevitable. And a lot of the times that we don't want to confront truths and we don't want to kind of bring the unknown into the light, there is always going to be a fear reaction because we haven't done the level of digging and the interrogation and understanding in order to understand why we're scared, why we're unhappy, why we're worried about something happening. And a big way we do this is about death. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to confront the reality that they don't know how long they're going to live, nor do they know when or how they're going to die. But thinking about that, provides them with a lot of anxiety, you know, that they don't want to see their their life as impermanent. They want to hold on to the fact that as long as I don't think about it, I'll keep waking up, I'll keep dealing with, you know, if I don't go to the doctors, I won't know that I don't have a serious health condition. A lot of the ways we hold on to that unknown, because it's easier to postpone it until we have to confront it, instead of dealing with it up front. But difficulty accumulates over time. The longer we leave something, often it becomes more difficult to deal with in the end. Whether that be you did have the illness and it was treatable before, but now it's not treatable. Or just you're, you have built up so much fear and anxiety around that thing that you don't want to know. And that will only get worse. You know, it, it may be a fact that you avoid it when you're younger because you don't know how to deal with it. But as the years go on, that's only going to come more deeply entrenched as a part of your subconscious. That's only going to be more in tune with your wiring because you're always going to know that that thing that you've been avoiding, if you avoid something for a day, you think, oh, okay, you know, I just haven't been doing that. I'll do it tomorrow or something. But if you avoid something for a year, then the thought of doing it becomes so much harder to do because you think, oh, well, I, you know, I've, there's a reason I've been avoiding it for a year. So there must be 
a good like answer to why I've been doing that. You may not even know the reason, but you know that you've been avoiding it for so long, so you associate the fact that you've left it for this long with, well, that must be evidence to the reason why I've been avoiding it. You know, just the, the fact that I've been avoiding it is sufficient evidence as to why I should be avoiding it. But that's not always the case. A lot of these times that we have this kind of deeply entrenched trauma, it's not always the severity that brings such anxiety and worry about dealing with it. Sometimes it can be just the fact that you haven't thought about it in so long. Just the fact that you've been avoiding it for so long can be the part of you that is most resistant. These things get harder as each day goes on. It becomes a little bit more difficult the more you avoid it. And for some of us, we've been avoiding things our entire life. There are things that you don't want to know. There are things that, you know, especially like many people who are scared of confrontation haven't been in confrontation. You know, and when you're a kid and you haven't been in a fight, it doesn't feel like that serious. But then by the time you're an adult and, you know, you're 50 years old and you've never you've never had to deal with a physical altercation or even maybe even a verbal one. But you hear about all of these people getting into situations where, you know, they got beaten up or they got into a fight or someone screamed at them in public and they didn't know how to deal with it. Well, you're going to be constantly scared because you haven't had to deal with that. You don't know how you're going to react. And as your life progresses and you've avoided these situations for so long, you know, you've avoided confronting anyone because you don't want to know what the result of an altercation would be. You don't want to know what would happen if you were in that situation. So you start avoiding anything that might put you in that situation. So next, next time you have to stand up for yourself, you're blowing it out of proportion because you're so worried about this possibility of something that you don't know, you know, you haven't experienced yourself. So you avoid it completely and it starts to escalate and snowball. And there are so many ways we do this with trauma and even just things that we don't know. We don't want to confront them. I mean, I spoke about, I think, you know, one of the first episodes in the podcast, I was even speaking about how doing the podcast, I didn't want to put it out there. And there are lots of things that I don't, I do and like, you know, that I create, but I don't like putting them out there. And part of that is because I don't want to know whether they're good or bad. Like my writing, when I was thinking about publishing my book, and part of the anxiety around publishing my book was the fact that I spent so long writing the book that I didn't want to find out that whether it was good or bad. You know, I, I still haven't published it. I'm still, I'm not ready yet, but um, like just the book isn't ready. But I still have that anxiety. I still have that anxiety around the unknown, the fear of knowing that at some point it's going to get judged. This thing that I've been creating, putting my heart and soul into I don't know if people are going to like it, if they're going to hate it, no one's read it yet, I don't know if it's terrible, if it's good, you know, like, to, to external people. Obviously, I think it's good, I think it's great, and, you know, I, that's the, that's what gives me solace, that's what, that's what gives me confidence, and, you know, that makes me not worry about it so much, the fact that I like it, I think it's a good book, but, you know, there, there's still that aspect of me that wants that validation, and that fears it, that fears the fact that it may not be perceived as a good book it, it may be judged horribly people may think it's terrible and that doesn't change the fact whether it's a good or bad book it's just people's opinion of it but it still is something that I feel everyone craves validation everyone wants other people to enjoy the stuff they make that's just a part of who we are 
But I do know as time moves on, that fear is growing and that anxiety is growing because I'm getting closer towards publishing it. I'm almost finished now and I know that time is coming up. But because I've almost, you know, I, I haven't been avoiding it. It's just in, in this specific scenario, it's just the fact that it, it wasn't ready. But there are plenty of other areas of my life where I have avoided things. I have avoided knowing whether something is, whether I'm good enough or something, you know, avoiding just doing something because I don't want to know if I can do it or not. It makes me happier to know that I could do it rather than knowing that I can't do it. You know, it's still a possibility while I don't know. But that that's complete fallacy. And if I do this to enough things and in enough ways, I will start to build up my identity around, oh, you know, I, I think I could do all these things. And that's when people kind of go into this egotistical mind where they're not being challenged on things, but they think they can do everything because they haven't been in the position where they have to do everything. They just live in this realm of possibility where everything is possible, but they've never had to do it. Or, you know, they've done it a little bit, but never never seen it through to the end. So they don't know whether they could go all the distance. You know, you hear about the, like, the common joke is like, oh, I could play furry football, but, you know, I, I hurt my foot when I was younger. But And they hold on to that. It's like, it's a possibility, but because of this injury, it stopped me from doing it. Rather than facing the fact that, oh, I don't know if I could have gone all the distance. I don't know if I could have achieved what I wanted to achieve because, you know, whether it's an excuse or not, this thing got in the way. So it meant that I would never find that out. And, you know, in infinitely ways we do this. We hold on to that unknown, that that unknown is comforting. And like similar to the, the alleyway kind of analogy is like in your room, you hear a noise or you're in your house uh, and it's like 3 a.m. and you hear a noise. And like, you don't go downstairs and turn the lights on. You stay in bed and, and pretend like nothing happened because... If you go downstairs and you turn the lights on and there is something, well, then you have to deal with that. Whereas if you stay in bed and hope it goes away and fall back asleep, then whether it was something or wasn't something, you don't have to deal with it. So you hold on to the unknown. But it's clear to see the, the kind of how holding on to unknowns, and obviously a lot of things are unknown, that you can't know every unknown. Some things will remain unknown. Um, but... In, in ourselves, in our character and in our fears, our fears lie in the unknown. Often, you know, there are oftentimes we don't know what is causing the triggered response. We see it at face value, like um, you're walking past someone at night and you think, oh God, you know, they might have attacked me. And you don't know what's causing that fear. Like, why do you feel like that person's going to attack you. Why do you think that that's a possibility? Even if it's never happened before in your entire life, you you know you still feel that every time you walk past someone. Or is it because you listen to the news a lot and you hear about all these bad things happening constantly, and you know you've you've told yourself that one day that's going to happen to you over time? Or is it just because maybe you did have a bad experience? Maybe you're walking home one night and someone did try and attack you and you you got away, but you know you're constantly worried that that's going to happen again. Like there's all these ways that that unknown affects us. And for me, I've noticed that it's better for me to interrogate them. It's better for me to challenge them and deal with them in the light. Like interrogate my shadow, understand it, and then bring it into the light so I can integrate it with who I am. Rather than being scared of my shadow, rather than being scared of the stuff that I don't know, rather than burying the trauma so that I don't know that it exists, 
all I've felt from that and all I've had to deal with is the negative aspects of that. Like dealing with problems that wouldn't have been problems if I hadn't have buried it, if I'd have dealt with it properly at the time. Whereas it's a much longer path for me with the trauma and like burying it to then get back to it. You know, I, I buried it so deep that it's caused all of these symptoms and symptoms upon symptoms. And then I have to work through each of those symptoms and go, oh, you know, like fix this and fix this and fix this and fix this until I find the root of the issue. But it's so buried deep down that I didn't even know that it was causing all of this pain and suffering. And obviously it's not easy. It's not easy to deal with this stuff. It's not easy to inter interrogate the shadow. It's not easy to look at the parts of yourself that you don't want to look at. It's not easy to confront reality. But it's also not easy to deal with a life of hiding and fearing and anxiety of that stuff either. You know, it, it's to me, just my personal opinion, it's much harder to to bury that stuff and deal with everything that comes with it because I've done it I've, I've lived with both you know and still do in, in many ways I'm sure that there is lots of trauma that I've still buried that hasn't come to light yet but in the things that I have worked on and the things that have come to light I think to myself like why after all these years you know why have I kept it buried for so long because it's been causing me such pain and I didn't know what was causing me pain I didn't know why I was suffering and it took so much effort to get out there that I thought, you know, I don't want to bury anything ever again. I want to live presently. I want to deal with my stuff as it happens, when it happens, because I know what the outcome of burying this stuff does to me. And, you know, I, I'm still working on that. I'm still working on sorting through all of the things that I've gone through and been through and had to deal with that I told myself that it wasn't okay to, to feel or to deal with. I had to repress my anger. I had to repress my pain. I had to repress being upset or jealous or sad or any other emotion, even, even happy, like being okay, like repressing all of my emotions because they were, t I was, I'm, I was made to feel like they weren't appropriate or I made myself feel like they weren't appropriate. I wasn't allowed to feel those things at the time or I wasn't allowed to deal with what I had to deal with. It had to be like, oh no, that never happened. You know, that, that couldn't have happened to me, even though it did, you know, but avoiding it, avoiding thinking about it for me was the solution at the time. Like, I almost remember doing it. Like, I remember thinking, right, if I just never think about that again, it'll go away. And nothing come, goes away. Nothing. Everything that happens to you is still there. If you haven't dealt with it, it's still there. It's still coming out of you in ways that you won't know or won't understand until you interrogate it. And a lot of the, the, the times that I had to live confused and depressed and with so much anxiety and upset was when I didn't understand what was going on you know that was the worst part for me I didn't know why I was feeling the way I was feeling I didn't know what was causing it I just thought that I was broken and you know damaged and I was like is this going to be forever if I don't know what's caused it I don't know what's going to change it like looking out for things to change it and that's when you look externally and you know so many people do that you know they reach out to to substances and people and sex and fame and money and whatever, whatever their vice is to deal with 
and cope with what they're feeling internally and run from it rather than questioning internally, rather than looking inwards and thinking, you know, what is causing this pain? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel the need for constant validation? Why am I constantly scared of other people? Why do I feel like I need to live up to this expectation of myself? Understanding what causes that is the path to healing it. Without that understanding, you don't, you're not giving yourself a fair chance of sorting it out. And there's a reason they call it a shadow. It's because when you have a shadow, it disappears when it enters the light. You know, when you shine a light upon a shadow, it disappears. And that is almost like a metaphor for when you have pain and trauma and you bury it. Once you shined a light upon it, and once you've accepted it as part of you, and that it happened, and that you had to go through it, and you process the emotions that are associated with it, it disappears, and you heal from it. And just like all aspects of the shadow, you know, it's, it's still there, it's still a part of you, but once it's in the light, you know, it's not, it's not holding you to anything. You're not, a, you're not controlled by that trauma. You're not, it's not affecting you in ways that you don't know. You know that it's there. You are, you, that awareness is half the battle. So if you're feeling confused about why you're feeling what you're feeling, if you're feeling lost and trapped and that you have no control over your emotions or you don't know why you're going through what you're going through, what pain, what trauma, what events have you hidden from yourself? What memories are you repressing? What don't you want to deal with? What are you concealing from the world? These are good questions to kind of understand and ask yourself in order to better understand why you're feeling what you're feeling. And to take control, to take control of your emotional state and to, to start the healing process, you have to understand and interrogate what is causing this. And when you do, when you deal with the trauma, when you confront it head on, that is when you will feel the weight of it lift. And as you deal with these things, your strength and your courage will increase. So you'll have more strength to deal with the next thing, the deeper issue, and your strength and your courage will increase. So be with yourself, give yourself love and kindness and strength have faith in yourself and your ability to process these things and give yourself the space and the time in order to do it because you will be amazed at what you are capable of and how much better you can feel once you have brought those shadow elements into the light thank you for listening